I basically uh, found the Creating Wealth uh, podcast by searching uh, iTunes, and immediately I resonated with your message. You know, the great return on investment, significant re significant reduction in taxes, uh, steady income that could eventually replace my corporate job income. Um, also, what I found very powerful is along with that message, I was impressed by the high caliber of your guests, and I remember listening to economists, investors, lawyers, authors. Uh, basically, people who could present their expertise and allow me to judge their response uh, against your message. So, as an example, when you talk about inflation, your 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 uh, ideas about inflation going up over the next few years, I could vet that message against your guests and and be sure that what you were saying made sense. And that was very powerful to me. Welcome to the Creating Wealth Show with Jason Hartman. You're about to learn a new slant on investing, some exciting techniques, and fresh new approaches to the world's most historically proven asset class that will enable you to create more wealth and freedom than you ever thought possible. Jason is a genuine, self-made multimillionaire who's actually been there and done it. He's a successful investor, lender, developer, and entrepreneur who's owned properties in 11 states, had hundreds of tenants and been involved in thousands of real estate transactions. This program will help you follow in Jason's footsteps on the road to your financial independence day. You really can do it. And now, here's your host, Jason Hartman, with the complete solution for real estate investors. Welcome to episode 1295-1295. We're glad you could join us today as we are going to call this, I think we'll call this the good news episode. <laughs> There's a lot of reason to be concerned with all this talk that's going on about the economy, the markets, etc. And it's always a mixed bag. You can always find good news and bad news. You can always find something to worry about think the sky is falling, and you can always find some good things to pick out too. It's just the way this stuff works. But solidly, we got some stuff to share with you today that is just all around good news for investors. And Adam is here with me. Adam, you know what I forgot to ask you? Did you bring a property to this party? Oh, I haven't yet, but I'll, I'll make sure to get one before we... Uh... Before we get done here you gotta start bringing a property to every party you know it's like byop bring your own <laughs> property okay <Yeah. laughs> this is a party byop bring your own property and thankfully almost everybody listening has at least one property to bring to the party okay so core logic one of the big real estate data groups out there says that the u.s home price gains will accelerate through 2020. Mortgage rates likely will stay below 4%, looking like they're predicting some good news over the next 12 months. Adam, what are your thoughts? Well, hopefully they're right, because they're saying they're expecting rates to stay below 4%, and they're expecting you know, home values to go up. The only thing that I would be concerned about, even though this is the good news episode, is if the home prices go up significantly, or you know, even at six, seven, eight percent for a while, when mortgage rates do go up, that could potentially cause an issue in affordability. But for right now, I think it's great because, you know, we're needing the economy needs a boost. <laughs> and if we can provide that from the housing market, then that's good for us as a whole. Well, you know, we always talk about how all real estate is local. And one of my 10 commandments, people should be 
area agnostic and another one thou shalt diversify. And uh, the disclaimer we have to make here is that this is a national article like pretty much everything we're going to be talking about today. As you know from the episode either yesterday or maybe the day before, I uh, said that I really have been taking a deep dive into the brilliant Nassim Nicholas Taleb, and I'm almost finished. Well, maybe two-thirds finished. Is that considered almost? It's more than half, but it's, it's on not the, all. It's on the final leg, so I think that's good. <laughs> I don't think you can say almost when you've got a third left, but whatever. And he gave an example today about how, you know, if someone said that their grandmother will enjoy accommodations with an average temperature of 70 degrees over the course of the visit. And it's a two hour visit. And the average temperature in these accommodations for grandma will be 70 degrees. That's the average, but it's not meaningful. And here's why. It's just like the housing market, right? If you look at the prices in Anchorage, Alaska, or in Miami, Florida, you got a very different thing, but you could average them out. You could average the whole thing, irrelevant. In the grandma example that Taleb gave, he said that the first hour of your grandma's two-hour visit, it will be zero degrees. And then the second hour will be 140 degrees. So the average will be 70 degrees. But your grandma will probably not make it through either of those. If she makes it through the first hour, which she is unlikely to, I mean, maybe she's got the right clothing and gear, she's definitely not making it through the second hour at 140 degrees. So... This is the huge fallacy of the lamestream media. The lamestream media is that they lump all of these real estate markets together, and there are 400, give or take, local real estate markets in the U.S., and all real estate is local. But if you want to look at big macro things, yeah, you do have to evaluate the stuff we're talking about here and throughout this episode today. So it's interesting, yeah. The good news is if you look at it, they're expecting home prices to increase about 6% over the next year. So let's just say our average listener here has a home, their own personal residence, that is you know, half a million dollars. So you're looking at potentially a $30,000 increase in your home value. So if you are pulling equity out of that or refinancing your house, that gives you a bigger buffer to play with in order to start purchasing you know, your rental properties. Yeah, right. If we're looking Absolutely. at it in the good news. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's the beautiful thing about the optionality, which I'll be talking a lot about that at Profits in Paradise. The optionality of income property is that you get to adjust that strategy and renegotiate the deal. So that's good. Okay, so you've got an article you want to talk about, and um, it's about the safety of the mortgage market. Now, why is this important to investors? We'll dive into it. So we got the August report of the first American loan application defect index. And what they found is there's the lowest level of defect risk since January of 2017. And it actually- So, so this is a metric on the safety of existing mortgages out there in the marketplace. How likely are these mortgages to default? What is the risk? What is the amount of fraud? What are the concerns about the pool of mortgages out there in the marketplace? So they said that in August, this risk declined by 5.2% from a year earlier. So they're saying that the existing pool of mortgages that are lent against all of these, you know, many millions of properties 
is looking pretty safe, right? Yeah, and they're saying not only that, but they're expecting it to continue because the big number of mortgages that are being given out currently are refinances. Refinances are up 148% year over year. And so when you refinance, this is the lowest risk mortgages that are given out because you know you already have one, they know a lot about you, and so you're less likely to misrepresent yourself. And, and you're, you're obviously not a first-time buyer, right. and you've obviously been paying on the existing loan, otherwise they would never give you a, a refi. So, yeah, the, so They do good. other things to you rather than refi whenever you get to that state. Right. So the reason I liked this article is because with the safer mortgages, assuming that they're correct, which there's no reason for us to believe it's not, as the mortgages... No, it, it feels that way right you can just tell to some extent when something is just bs because if you're active and engaged in the marketplace as we are obviously adam you're talking to clients every day i'm talking to clients every day our other investment counselors are talking to clients every day you know you just have a pulse on what's going on right and people aren't able to get liar loans you're not able to get your no money down properties right now it's just a safer mortgage lending environment. And so because of this, when we go into our next recession, not if, but when, housing isn't likely to just experience this enormous It's not likely to lead it. You know, you're not going to wake up one day and realize, oh my gosh, my housing, my house is worth half of what it was right. a month ago. So well, it, and that didn't that didn't happen last time around, but I get it, the idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So because of that, it's probably going to be a much softer decline softer. whenever we go into it, which will you know help all of us, especially as we come out of the next recession. So it's right. good news if you own properties. Yeah, definitely good news. Definitely good news. It speaks to stability of the marketplace. Yeah, very good. Hey, I want to play a funny Voxer message. You know, I love it. All of you out there who are listening to the podcast in your car, in your house, whatever, and your kids are listening to the podcast too. Uh, So I got this message today. I've heard messages like this before, and apparently one of our listeners out there has a 15-year-old kid who impersonates yours truly, the Jason Hartman impersonator. We've asked him to come on the show, and I think that would be pretty funny. You know, it'd be like a roast, maybe. But here's a message about a young person listening to the podcast. Jason, a happy, healthy birthday. Uh, Yesterday, apropos of nothing, my wife said she was in a doctor's appointment with my daughter, and my daughter Hannah turned, this is the one who has the hedgehog, turned to the doctor and said, do you listen to Jason Hartman? And the doctor looked at her and said, no. And Hannah went on to explain, uh, she used real estate investor, not income property. So I'm going to have to teach her a little better. Uh, everything about the show. So as that other one you posted on uh, Facebook indicated, you're having a, a big impact on the younger generation. And uh, I just could not get over it. Um, and by the way, for her birthday, uh, her birthday, I got her tickets to Billie Eilish. You should have a, a show on concert price ticket inflation. It is incredible. Uh, for two tickets, $500. Now, they're good seats. But anyways, um, uh, I hope you're having a great birthday. And um, I'm glad we, we, you know, you. So that is so true about concert price ticket inflation. I mean, entertainment in general. What happened, Adam? I mean, you're a sports fan. What happened to the days that you go to a baseball game for a few bucks? Now everything is a, you know, it's a multi-hundred dollar evening. 
go to a baseball game, a football game, a concert could be a couple thousand bucks to go to a concert. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I read an article about that just yesterday on Sports Illustrated, I believe, that they say empty seats in um, stadiums might just be an actual strategy by the teams because what they're looking to do is show season ticket holders that it's worth coming. So they give the season ticket holders um, like all the perks, like their own entrance, you know, all of this, you know, serve you in your seat. And they don't want people to be coming for really cheap because if they think, oh, I can wait till the day of and get a $7 ticket, why would I spend $60 for every single game or, you know, $100 or $1,000 if they have the really nice seats? So they try, they keep the other tickets high priced so that people who are paying for the season tickets don't feel like they're getting ripped off. Right, right. They've got to make it. And I couldn't believe it. I remember when that new football stadium opened in Dallas. You know, I get a few perks occasionally from our local market specialist. Um, this one took me to the game. I talked about it on the podcast at the time, you know, this was like 10 years ago or whatever. You know, he took me and a couple other business associates to the game. And he said that he paid like, I don't know what it was. I said it on the show at the time, but like $80,000 for the right to buy season tickets. Then you have to pay for the tickets, and he had four. And so, like, four of them are $350 each per game or something. That is insanity. I mean, folks, do you realize how much being a sports fan is costing you? Now, see, I don't really participate or <laughs> participate. That's an irony. Oxymoron. I don't really watch spectator sports. I, I like to play them. I like to go to games. But, you know... I wouldn't be spending that kind of money to do it. But yeah, you know, concerts, I, I do like concerts and they're outrageous. I remember when Lady Gaga came and played at the Wynn in Las Vegas and I, I didn't go to the concert, but I, I thought about it. It was like $1,500 per seat. I, I mean, really? $3,000 for two people to go to the concert plus the cost of everything else? Crazy. Yeah, and especially if you want to think about that in terms of the local market specialist and other businesses, this is the important thing about, you know, keeping control and being, you know, having control of your own investments. The local market specialist isn't the only one who's whining and dining people with those tickets. I mean, you look at, you know, all the people who are trying to get money for their investments, they're paying the same amount of money too. And if you're an investor in the company, guess where your money's going? Oh yeah. That is the ridiculous thing about pooled money investments. Any sort of fund or stock, you know, it's disgusting to me that the promoters of their fund or their syndication or their stock or mutual fund or whatever they've got, right? Might be for a real estate deal, might be for businesses, might be, you know, a Wall Street product with the big kids, whatever it is. They get to use the shareholders' money to wine and dine other prospective shareholders. That just to me, and of course they're going along on all of this, right? That just to me seems absolutely ridiculous that it should be that way. That should be separate. The investment funds should be dedicated only at the investment itself, the core asset, managing and running the asset. Because what happens is the more money you get, the more money you get to spend on promotion. It's absolutely bass backwards that it's that way. And folks, if you have your money in pooled money investments, that's what you're paying for. So 
There you go. All right. We're, uh, this was supposed to be the good news episode. Uh, <laughs> well, the good so, news is we as yeah. real estate investors are doing it and we're investing and we have control of our investments. So we are not paying for those yes. massive you know, season tickets and all, uh, all that, all that yeah, entertainment all of cost. That. Yeah, so the good news crap. is we've learned enough to stay away from that. As direct investors. And by the way, on that message, what he meant when he said his daughter said real estate investing, I have to teach her the distinction, is he meant that his daughter should have said Jason Hartman and his show about income property investing. Now, you said real estate, too. I have to catch myself doing it all the time. It's income property, a particular type of real estate. So uh, good stuff. Okay, now this next article we're talking about, this next report by National Association of Realtors, NAR, doesn't seem like good news really on its face, and we are supposed to be having a good news episode here, uh, but um, it really is good news for income property investors. <laughs> but, oh, wait, I'm jumping ahead. That's the jobs report. That is good news. We'll end with that one. The one I want to talk about is how the high income earners are feeling the pinch. And let me tell you, folks, the Armageddon, we ought to talk about the high income tax state apocalypse, which is underway, ladies and gentlemen. It is underway. It is underway in California, and New York, it is raging there. I mean, people are, the money, the flight of capital, it is just moving out, in part for all the reasons it has been the last 15, 20 years, the tax oppression, the big government regulations, et cetera, but also the new tax bill and the $10,000 annual limit on the SALT actually, you know, state and local taxes, SALT taxes, is really causing people to move. I mean, and we did some examples when the new tax bill came out. I had one of our other investment counselors carry on the show, and we went through sort of this typical New York person. And, you know, if they own a $1 million condo, which is sort of typical in New York, you know, in this new limit, how it really affects them and what that will cost them every year. It's crazy. So you can see why they're all becoming Florida residents. Those are all the New Yorkers and all the, and, and same goes when I say New York, I really mean Massachusetts, all of the, the Connecticut, you know, all of the kind of section, the, we'll call it the fertile crescent of wealth in the Northeast, right? <laughs> it's changing. It's changing. So what do you think about this report about the high income earners feeling the pinch after housing affordability declines, San Jose, San Francisco, uh, working in the highest paid industry doesn't mean you'll be able to comfortably afford the median price home. What amazed me is down towards the bottom, they identified three metros where median income workers um, earn over $1,300 more than what they need to afford a median priced home. So one of the ones that they have was Washington, D.C., and mm -hmm. that one absolutely surprised me whenever I saw that. I would... I would never have believed that the median income workers could afford a median priced home in Washington, D.C. Well, remember, D.C. isn't nearly as bad as like New York City is. It's just not as bad. Now, D.C. had a weird phenomenon. And um, in the Obama era, under the Obama regime, as I like to call it, <laughs> the regime, <laughs> Adam, I know you're loving that, prices escalated quite dramatically in Washington, D.C., and of course, the 
real estate market was coming out of the doldrums and that was to be expected. But one of the reasons it was more pronounced in D.C. was because it was literally, especially at the beginning of the Great Recession, it was the bailout capital of planet Earth. And as such, you just saw a massive migration of money and tourism into D.C., so people could come and beg the government for their handout, part of the, you know, the three omnibus bailouts with, you know, essentially $3 trillion, give or take, everybody wanted to get their cut of it. So uh, they were there with their hat in hand saying, hey, give us some money, give us some money. That impacted the real estate market as well. But, you know, it really speaks to how there is something wrong with the way our world works, that regular median income people are just priced out of these markets. And I'll tell you what's caused it. I mean, there's a lot of debate about immigration and so forth. And I, I was watching a YouTube video the other day about the Australian real estate market and how so much Chinese money has just been flowing into Australia. I remember when I was there in 1999, New Year's Eve 1999 in Australia, and they were playing that Prince song a lot. We're going to party like it's 1999. <laughs> and um, I heard that song many times on New Year's Eve that night. It's probably same played place. everywhere in the world that night. Yeah. yeah, I think his royalty income was very good that evening. So when you've got all this foreign money that flows into these places, the Russian and Ukrainian money in New York, the Brazilian, Argentinian, and just general Caribbean, South American money into Miami and South Florida, the Chinese money flowing into California or all the West Coast, you know, up to, up to Vancouver, from San Diego to Vancouver, and the Middle Eastern money, and everywhere, right? It really just prices normal middle-class Americans with, you know, kind of like stable incomes in, in nominal dollars and declining incomes in real dollars, it completely prices them out of the market if they weren't already in the game. If they were already in the game, they can trade equity for equity and stay in the game. But otherwise, you know, you're screwed when all this foreign money comes in. Yeah, and affordable housing is not something, at least starter homes construction, isn't something that the politicians are really talking about. It's not a hot topic that they're getting people behind. You know, there are other things that they're getting people behind, like, you know, healthcare, tax cuts and all of that. But you don't see any big push nationally for affordable housing for you know, starter homes. So as, as we as we talked about the other day, I don't know if it can be done. Until some new breakthrough technology comes out in terms of material science, construction methodology, whatever it's going to be, you can't build them. Even if you get the land for super cheap or free, it's just the cost of materials. The packaged commodities investing strategy that I recommend is very much behind this. It's just too darn expensive to build the houses. But I mean, it's just something that there's no political pressure behind it to figure out a solution. All so right. you've just got, and since the margins currently, as you were just saying, the margins are so so small yeah. on the lower end, then, you know, big surprise, they're not building them. That's why all of our investors who have been following our plan are in such a good position. You've been following my plan for the last 15 years. Hopefully you have through thick and thin, richer or poorer, better or worse, till death do us part. It's working for you. I know it's working for you. You know, I hear pretty much every day about how well our clients are doing 
by following our plan. And thousands of you literally listening to this are out there owning these workforce housing type of bread and butter properties that cannot be duplicated anymore. Maybe in the future, some new technology, whatever, like I said, will change that. But <laughs> so far, you are in a very, very enviable position. Adam, speaking of which, do you have a property for this party? Yeah. <laughs> Not at the moment, but I was what I was going to mention is, since we're talking about the you know new construction and that, these are things that we are currently able to find in our marketplace in through the investor network that we have, is we are getting new construction in the outskirts of oh, Atlanta. Yeah. We are getting new construction in Florida, which, you know, if you want to come to a market tour of the Florida market and meet the specialist who's creating those new constructions, you should definitely come to Profits in Paradise and come to the property tour of the day before because these things do not come around all that often nowadays. And especially the, when they do come around, they're not coming around to the retail buyer. I mean, our right. local market specialist is only doing, you know, he doesn't want to sell to retail consumers. He wants to sell right. to investors because they know what they're getting and it's just an easier sell. Yeah, this is great. I mean, we we have exclusive inventory. You can't find it anywhere else from some of our different providers. And if you want brand new construction, you've got that and we've got earmarked quite a few of these properties and those are very good. And then of course, we're gonna do the property tour. By the way, that is on the website now. When I mentioned it yesterday, it wasn't there. But if you go to jasonhartmanlive.com, you can sign up for the property tour. On October 25th, we will start in Orlando, Florida at our uh, venue for Profits in Paradise at the resort. And then we will uh, transport you to the properties. So I think you're really going to be pleased with that. And hopefully you can stay for the whole weekend, join us for the conference. But jasonhartmanlive.com for that. And Adam, uh, how about a property? Yes. Yeah, so the property that I'm going to highlight today is in Muncie, Indiana, which is just outside of Indianapolis, which, as you've mentioned before, is the market we've been in the longest. Our longest network. running market. You did a BYOP, bring your own property <laughs> from our longest running market. Yeah. So this one is $98,900 so $98, for a three bed, one bath. The price per square foot is only $62 a square foot. Wow. <laughs> Try rebuilding that house and see if you can do it for $90 to $100 a foot. Bet you can't. Bet you can't. Maybe yeah. you can, but you know, it's going to be tough. Remember that, of course, that price per square foot includes land. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I want to make that clear. Yeah. The rent right now is $975 projected, which is like 0.99%. So right at the 1%. And you're looking at 25% down at four and three quarter percent, which is easily gettable in today's market. You're looking at $272 a month in cash flow with a cash on cash return of 11%. And that's our property for today is in Muncie, Indiana. All right, let's talk about the jobs report. More good news to wrap up the good news episode here. So according to the National Association of Realtors, Nearly all U.S. states saw job gains in August, but interestingly, and this is why NAR put this out, they're not as much about jobs as real estate, but construction jobs are still trailing the pre-crisis highs. Now, I bet I can tell you why without even knowing anything else, just from that simple subtitle, and it's because there's just not enough 
building. There's not enough inventory, especially in the lower price range homes. Yeah, especially they're also talking about pre-crisis highs. I mean, you had right. construction those, going those absolutely were nuts. Crazy. Yeah, of course. I mean, there was construction going on everywhere, and as we talked about a few episodes back, you know, because the construction was cut for so long, people just went and found other jobs. And I found it interesting that out of all the states, only Vermont didn't have job gains this past month. So 49 out of 50, that's a passing grade no matter where you are. That's interesting because I'm pretty sure they're from Vermont, but I was with Jerry of Ben and Jerry's last week in New York City, and he served us ice cream. <laughs> I thought that was very fitting and uh, talked about his whole creation story and such. And uh, that was pretty fascinating. And um, I think he said they started in Vermont. I believe it was Vermont. Just talked about that. It was it was a fascinating story. But But yeah, you know, Vermont is not known for a dynamic economy. So all the states saw some really good news. You know, it's just going to be interesting to see how this plays out, folks, over the next 10 years. What's going to happen with construction technology, if anything, if it will improve, if we'll get into more manufactured housing, which, like I've said for a while, we need to. It was all industries as well, except uh, utilities and retail trade. So, I mean, payrolls increased by over 2 million from last year. So, I mean, it's just all all around good news for Americans. Yeah, looking like uh, it's a pretty robust economy, but it's not without a few warning signs out there. All right, let's wrap it up for your tickets to the property tour on October 25th and or Profits in Paradise on the 26th and 7th of October. Go get those. Orlando is great. Lots of easy direct flights. It's a great airport. Easy, cheap direct flights from anywhere, even if you're coming from overseas, you know, if you want to come from Europe, whatever, Orlando is a hub. And so that's why we placed our event there, just because it's very easy to get to, very inexpensive to get to. We're just going to have an awesome event. So we look forward to seeing you in Orlando, jasonhartmanlive.com, jasonhartmanlive.com for those tickets. And until tomorrow, happy investing. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. Be sure to check out the show's specific website and our general website, hartmanmedia.com, for appropriate disclaimers and terms of service. Remember that guest opinions are their own. And if you require specific legal or tax advice or advice in any other specialized area, please consult an appropriate professional. And we also very much appreciate you reviewing the show. Please go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio or whatever platform you're using and write a review for the show. We would very much appreciate that. And be sure to make it official and subscribe so you do not miss any episodes. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.